Good afternoon. Greetings. Hello. It's me, Jarrett. And me, Kristen. And welcome to the WWWSJ PCAST. PCAST. On today, Tuesday, January 28th. 2020. In Kristen's room. We got a sandwich pod today, starting with... A sandwich pod is where we start... A sandwich PCAST is where we start with one letter and... We end with one letter, and in the middle, there's a Wall Street Journal article. Great. What's the first letter going to be? And the first letter is from William Sloan Kennedy to Walt Whitman in the year 1889. And as we've been doing previously, it's um, also January 28th. It goes, Your letter and the translation have come, and I thank you markedly. I have sent M. Sarazin... His piece is a great steady, steady trade wind hurrying the ship into port, a copy of the big book. Dr. Buck makes a little fun of Howell's notice of November bows and February harpers. The wonder is that it is so friendly and good. I sit up all day and read and write, though both are getting almost loathsome, and keep fair spirits upon the whole. And that's it. It's not even... Short little ditty. Love Walt. Nope. He, sometimes he doesn't, he doesn't yeah, even, sign his like, name. You know sometimes who he'll this do, is from. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. W.W. Yeah. All right. Today's story uh, comes from the Wall Street Journal, the only newspaper delivered to Morse, Iowa. And the headline is Dairy Producers Deal Talks Spark U.S. Probe by Jacob Bunge. Federal antitrust regulators are probing a possible deal between a major U.S. dairy cooperative and Dean Foods Company, the bankrupt milk processing giant as the dairy industry realigns after decades of declining milk consumption. Officials and people in the industry said the Justice Department is discussing with farmers and retailers the potential impact of such a deal on milk prices and competition in the dairy business as Dean explores asset sales after filing for bankruptcy. Dean, the top U.S. milk producer by sales, sought Chapter 11 protection in November after struggling for years with slumping demand. That month, the Texas-based company and Dairy Farmers of America, the largest U.S. dairy cooperative by membership, said that they were in a deal discussions, which have continued. Some farm groups have raised concerns that a tie-up between Dean's and DFA might lead to excessive concentration of milk buyers in parts of the country. As U.S. milk consumption has fallen about 40% over the last four decades, fluid milk production has shifted to a smaller number of bigger plants. We are investigating Dairy Farmers of America's potential acquisition of Dean Foods and the potential loss of competition for selling raw milk. An antitrust attorney at the Justice Department wrote in a message to Dairy Farmer that was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. In 1980, 1,066 plants across the U.S. processed an average of 50.1 million pounds of milk annually, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture data. By 2018, there were 459 plants, each producing an average of 103.9 million pounds of milk. The plant closures and consolidation have challenged dairy farmers, forcing some to find new buyers and leading others to close their milking parlors. The Agriculture Department reported about 37,500 U.S. dairy herds at the end of 2018, down from about 57,000 in 2008. A deal between Dean and DFA would unite two dairy land giants. Dean is the biggest U.S. milk processor by sales, selling $4.8 billion worth in 2018. Dairy Farmers of America estimates that it markets nearly 
nearly one-third of milk in the U.S., counting Dean as the cooperative's biggest customer. DFA also runs milk bottling plants and consumer dairy brands of its own. While overall U.S. dairy consumption is growing due to rising cheese and yogurt, low milk prices remain a drag for farmers who typically are paid a higher price for raw milk used to make drinkable varieties. Major retailers like Walmart Incorporated and Kroger Company have introduced cheaper in-store brands, in some cases building their own bottling plants, pressuring prices, and in some cases reducing business for processors like Dean. The outcome of any antitrust review could determine the fate of dozens of plants and other assets owned by Dean. Competition authorities could ultimately decide to take no action. Monica Massey, DFA's executive vice president, said the Kansas City, Kansas-based cooperative had been discussing potential Dean deal with the Justice Department and other parties, and that any deal would be subject to approval from the bankruptcy court as well as any antitrust regulators. When the largest processor of raw milk in the world files for bankruptcy, we have an obligation to do what we can do to secure those markets and work to minimize disruption to our members and other farmers, she said. If a deal is reached, we will fully cooperate with DOJ officials as we have done with past transactions. A Dean spokesman declined to comment. DFA and a group of bondholders are expected to bid on Dean's assets. Bankruptcy hearings will take place in February. Some dairy farmers have welcomed the possibility that DFA will take over Dean's operations, preserving a buyer of about 10% of U.S. produced milk, according to the company estimate. Dean's bankruptcy and that of rival processor Borden Dairy Company in January have deepened uncertainty for farmers after years of low milk prices. The prospect of DFA amassing more plants and purchasing power has worried other milk producers who say the cooperative already has a conflict between its role as a marketer of farms, farm members' milk seeking the highest possible price and its processing operations where lower milk prices help keep costs down. With DFA having already a pretty significant share of the market, we're concerned with them acquiring another big processor, said Bobby Wilson, government relations associate with the Wisconsin Farmers Union. She said her group met last week with antitrust officials from the Wisconsin Department of Justice after raising concerns about the potential deal. The Wisconsin Department of Justice didn't respond to requests for comment. Both Dean and DFA have grown through acquisitions of smaller milk processors and cooperative mergers, industry officials said. Absorbing Dean's operations would give DFA more than 60% share of fluid milk sales in upper Midwestern markets like Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa, said Peter Carson. Cartenison, a University of Wisconsin-Madison law professor emeritus and former antitrust attorney for the U.S. Department of Justice. DFA hasn't detailed which assets of Dean's the cooperative may acquire. Ms. Massey said that DFA wants to see as many of Dean's plants continue to operate as possible to ensure markets for farmers' milk. Wow. Yeah. Whew. All that talk about milk. Yeah, it's making me thirsty for a glass I know, of you know, water. You know what's a fun fact about me? What? I bought milk today. Really? And I usually don't. I never but buy I, milk. I, I saw Czech cereal and I said, I want that. But I also asked myself, what do I need to go with this? Right. And milk. that was milk. You know. Whole milk. I was thinking of something last night. Uh, how milk processors were suing all of the nut milks, like almond milk and silk and those brands, because they said mm-hmm. they can't call it milk because it's not milk. Yeah. And I was watching a commercial for Red Lobster, and, and they said that it was butter. And I thought, wow, they should be suing Red Lobster because that's not butter they're serving Whoa. out there. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't think it's not. No, that's not. All right. I can't believe that's not butter. And it's not. <laughs> and it's really not. And are we ready okay, for our sandwich? This is, yeah. this is the end. The other side of the sandwich we call this the butt of the sandwich. 
is a letter from Ellen M. O'Connor to Walt Whitman on the 28th of January in 1889. It goes, Dear Walt, For many days I have tried to write you, but the pressure is so great that I can't get the moment to sit down. For as yet I am the only nurse, and my duties are constant, much of the same. If things get worse, I shall have to have a man to help me lift and nurse William. This morning, after your card came, he asked me to write and tell you how very ill he is. The attack he had on the 18th was less severe than the one a year ago on the 16th of January, but he is so much worse in all other ways, and the lower limbs so useless that all is harder for him. He feels discouraged for the first time and says the outlook is very gloomy. His constant annoyance from the bladder trouble now is worse than all else, and so far the doctors have not reached it at all. If Dr. Buck comes in soon, can he not, will he not, be able to run over and call on us? I am sure he could advise me how to nurse and care for William in the best hospital manner. As yet he has not at all come to the idea that anyone but me is needed. And I don't mean to suggest it till I have come to the point where I must and can't do for him, but he is very helpless and very heavy. I try to keep my courage up and not to look ahead more than I must. William sends love and is always glad to hear. He can read but not write. With all best wishes and with love, Nellie O'Connor. At this moment, he is dressed and sitting up reading, but feeling very quiet and very silent. Well, it looks like uh, she just called him fat, but yeah. said he's very heavy. Yeah, that kid's fat, right? <laughs> Better go eat another sandwich. Well, it's, a, it's an insult as old as time itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Tune in tomorrow, January 29th. 2020. 2020. We made it. We're here.